Right. All right. All right. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Neon Talk, a podcast about innovation, motivation, and inspiration. Today's episode is number 88, and today's guest is a very multi-talented gentleman. He is an author, musician. You do coaching and not only drumming, but also meditation and guidance. Um, so I'm so interested and so excited for today's podcast, Lucas. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? My pleasure. I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Glad to be here. Good, good. So um, I'm sure that with everything you're doing, you've had a lot of time on your hands with quarantine to uh, to finite tune some things. So tell me what you've been doing in your spare time. Yeah, you know, um, I am the kind of person that tries to look for the opportunity in every situation. <laughs> um, while I'm sensitive to knowing that it's been really hard on a lot of people, I knew that I didn't have a lot of time to waste. Um, my dream was always to play drums full time since I was a little kid and I was able to create that life for myself. And uh, when quarantine hit, everything came to a screeching halt. So um, I was teaching uh, music and meditation and I was gigging. Um, and when everything closed down, it was really a blessing because I had just been dying for some time to work on um, launching my online businesses and courses. And so I've been kind of, a, I'm kind of a workaholic. So I've been, <laughs> Feels. Um, yeah, kind of obsessively going through um, uh, getting better at, you know, funnels and, and my marketing, dialing all that in and creating the courses that I've been not having the time to create. Um, so staying really busy with that and then um, also been able to nurture my coaching business, which I've been wanting to do for a really long time. So no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, just going through all of your stuff on social media and just kind of picking around and finding out more about who you were. Like I messaged you, I'm just like, Man, I'm I'm so inspired already. Like just the stuff, you know. Uh, it's nice to be able to when you can find people that kind of you can see yourself in, um, and you know your drive, your go getterness. Like I really, really appreciate it. You know, something that really like inspired me was the fact that you've already got you know you got the book out for um, uh, what is it called? Uh, Drum and Grow Rich. Drum and Grow Rich. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, number one selling on. Uh, I mean, five stars on Amazon. Number one selling yep. book you've got online yep. courses for and everything and aside from that you know just the the meditation coaching and the guidance along with that completely opposite from the drumming in the music world you know um and not only to mention the multiple bands that you're in too uh um, yeah and and you're working with a uh, recreational music center too so it's like so many pies, so many fingers, and, and totally. I absolutely love it. But, um, you know, let's narrow it down a little bit. I want to, like, sure. let's first talk talk about, like, music. Um, so Perfect. when did you really get into drumming? What kind of inspired you to go that route with music? Yeah, so I actually was really lucky. Um, my When I was a kid, there was always drums in the garage. My dad played, and actually his dad played. Um, so there's kind of a lineage of drums because – you know, drums isn't one of those kind of interest instruments that everybody has access to. Mm -hmm. uh, one, because it's obnoxious to listen to people learn. <laughs> uh, you know, two, there's neighbors and, you know. So I was really lucky in the fact that my dad let me play him whenever I wanted. Um, and 
and also lucky that my brother didn't like the drums because he was so good at every other instrument. So at least he left that for me. And <laughs> I just, um, <laughs> I was always fascinated with them and I, I played up until, um, high school and then started getting formal training. I was in drumline. Uh, and then I continued to take private lessons, um, while going to community college. And then I kind of realized one day that if I didn't make a big change, then it was always just going to be a hobby. Mm -hmm. And I told the teacher that was teaching me at the time, like, I'm thinking about going to Musicians Institute. And his response was, maybe we should keep working for another year or two. Basically, like, you're not good enough yet. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't want to lose this income that I'm getting from you. Um, and, you know, if there's one way to motivate me, it's to tell me I can't do it. So, you know, I applied. And, um, and back in those days that, you know, required like getting a, a tape recorder, and, like taping it to my head. You know, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have like all that kind of stuff that you could just put a video and, yeah. and just put it online. But anyways, you know, I got in and uh, from there, I, um, I, you know, I, I made it my, my goal to, to make my living from playing the drums and uh, played in a ton of bands up in LA when I was up there and moved back down to San Diego and took kind of a break because the music scene is, it is pretty different. Um, which I've, I've grown to love the music scene in San Diego, mm -hmm. but they're two kind of different worlds. And as far as making money, um, it's, it's very, what I have found in my experience, it's a very different way of making money. So, um, I, I did kind of get out of it for a little bit and then, you know, my soul was dying like, like our souls do. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and then jumped back in and started, you know, playing in bands here. Um, doing corporate stuff, so, you know, weddings and um, parties and private events and then um, playing kind of the local scene. and For sure, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you've definitely had a wide variety of experience with the drums. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's so awesome to see musicians who have not only started at a young age, but still continue with that dream and that passion, you know, throughout life. Um, but I want to jump back to when you were talking about kind of like the, di the, the difference in music scenes. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what made it different to you and what kind of changed your perspective with where you were going with everything. Yeah. So um, my life, my music career in LA was, um, a lot of auditioning. So one of the benefits of going to that school was the connections, you know, and, um, and, and so they would say they would make available really good auditions, um, for, you know, big names like Katy Perry or P Diddy. You know, I did auditions like that, Bruno Mars and stuff like that mm -hmm. before those people like blew up. So there was a lot of opportunities like that. So the, there's, it's good and bad because, I ended up just comparing myself to all these people that I was auditioning against, which had been kind of like vets, you know, for a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that was kind of hard on my confidence. And, and the shows I was playing was with, uh, local bands and, you know, I've played all the, you know, coolest venues in LA, <laughs> um, like, uh, rainbow grills and uh, house of blues there, troubadour, stuff like that. Cool. Um, but those aren't really 
you don't make a lot of money doing that, as a lot of people know. And actually, you, in a lot of cases, have to pay to play. So unless you're, mm -hmm. you know, with the band for a long time and build up that following, um, it, it's it's it was a lot harder for me, anyways, to make a living doing that. And I hadn't really gotten into the teaching yet at that point. So in San Diego, um, what I found was that the areas I've lived, it's a lot easier to get premium rates for teaching. So right when I started teaching, I was charging anywhere from 50 to 65 dollars an hour, you know, 45 bucks for a half hour of teaching. And that's, that's pretty good money, you know. Um, so I was able to kind of focus on playing the drums. And then um, as far as the bands, it did take me a while to get in a band that um, was actually earning a, a decent, like, income. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, you know, what I've found in San Diego, there's a lot more kind of opportunity for corporate events like weddings or parties or, um, um, you know, cover bands. There's a lot of stuff that people will pay a lot of money for cover bands and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So I've been able to have a blend of having a band that kind of pays bills, um, and then a band that, you know, I get to go out and play places like Casbah and just kind of do more creative kind of stuff where I write all my parts and yeah. things like that. No, that's really cool. Uh, that's awesome that you kind of have a, a best of both worlds kind of feel. You know, you're able to get that creativity out, but you're also able to still have that structure and, and everything that you're going with. So let's talk about a few of the bands that you're in. So uh, sure. you got Cobra Tiger. I know you're in Patrick Howard Trampus Band at the moment. Yep. And then yep. the uh, the RMC is the um, the Recreational Music Center that you work with where you're the head drummer. Right, Yeah. So the RMC is a nonprofit organization. Um, it's a music school that in Point Loma that tries to, they don't try to, they make lessons available uh, no matter if you can afford them or not. So it's been really cool to be a part of something that, um, you know, we're making sure that every kid has an opportunity to learn music. And it's it's a really cool environment. And, um, and you know, so that's kind of that. And I, I the head drum teacher and content creator there so i've been able to kind of design the the curriculums and okay cool you know, yeah and there's a lot of freedom um so you know i've worked i've taught at a lot of different places like school of rock and things like that um and this one's cool because you know there's not so much restriction on on it's not just rock you know we teach them kind of every kind of music you know yeah um, so that's been really fun and and it's it's something that i never wanted to do like you know i was like teaching if i become a music teacher yeah like to me that was failure back when i was in bands playing in la i was like that's that means i failed but now it's like i really don't see it that way and it's actually one of the most fulfilling things that i've done with my music you know is when you teach a kid a 21 pilot song you know like a seven-year-old's rocking out to like some josh dunn stuff it's like that's beautiful that you've been able yeah. to find, you know, a new enjoyment and fulfillment in life through not only teaching, but just something that you didn't think that, you know, you yourself were get, was going to integrate into your life. Um, I think that's absolutely awesome. You know, I think for me, teaching and, and watching that joy in other people is it's phenomenal. Um, so I definitely applaud you for for keeping that up. So what uh, what age ranges do you kind of teach? Or is it all over the place? Well, 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's typically there. Um, five is kind of the youngest. Anything under five and you're just kind of hanging out with them making noise. Um, but, <laughs> um, and the average student is between seven and I'd say 12. But we definitely have, you know, I definitely have adult students and um, teenager students. And so. That's cool. So kind of, yeah, kind of all over the place. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the bands then, now were these bands, I'm sure, you know, being a drummer growing up all of your life, you've probably played in a bunch of different bands. So you probably started a few too, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so tell me how you got involved with like Cobra Tiger and uh, the Patrick Howard Trampus band. Yeah. So, um, the Co so Cobra Tiger is me and a buddy, um, um, the singer and the the guy who writes all the songs, basically, um, the face of Cobra Tiger, uh, Matthew, we met a couple years ago, I think three years ago, and uh, at the time, he hadn't played in, in a while. He's from Arizona. He, he used to play in a band um, called Eaten by Wolves, and they, you know, started to get some success, and um, and then he ended up in San Diego, and one of the first times I hung out with him, um, he lived across from the place that we're at. And so he's like, come over real quick. I'm going to grab something, whatever it was. And I saw his guitar and I was like, oh, you play? And he's like, yeah, it's been a while. But um, I was like, well, why don't you play anymore? And he's like, I can never find a drummer that can play with my stuff. And so I was like, well, let me hear it. And, you know, I right away I heard, I was like, I got something for that. And, uh, and we just started playing together. And it's been um, one of the most fun projects because – the way that the songs are, one, I just really, really like the songs he writes. Mm -hmm. And two, it leaves me so much room to just create, um, in my mind, you know, Travis Barker type drums where it's like I can kind of do really cool creative stuff. And everything I play, he's just like, that was fucking awesome. You know, it's <laughs> like, <laughs> how often do you play with somebody who just loves everything you do? You know, there's, it doesn't, you know. So we've been playing um, um, and writing. We've just really been writing for the, for the last couple of years, and we started recording, and there was just hang-up after hang-up. Um, so we finally got in um, about probably like three months before quarantine and recorded, and then everything got put on, kind of put on hold. So yeah. that's the passion project. <laughs> that's awesome well and yeah. and for those listening who don't know um cobra tiger cobra tiger is a pop punk uh trio um basically with all three of you guys um so that's awesome no that's really cool i mean it stinks that you know covid has kind of backtracked some of that initial progress but i'm sure that you guys have been uh super on edge to be able to move forward with recording more once things kind of transition back into normalness yeah yeah totally it's like one of those things where all this stuff was lining up you know uh and you know you, there's just you just got to go with the flow that's that's kind of the one thing too it's like you know there's the reason i have my hand in so many things is because especially as as a drummer when it's you're kind of at other people's mercy in some degree mm -hmm. um you just got to always have stuff going, you know, and, and there's a time for every project. And, and, and I learned that early on from watching Travis Barker because he had his hand in so many different things and he played with so many different people and he had his own companies and, and it was like, you know what, 
that's it was really inspiring towards like where you can just have one band and that's amazing like the Red Hot Chili Peppers and they're together forever yeah and they don't need anything else you know these days in my experience it's like having multiple things going has always been really beneficial you know you know, I definitely, I, I can attest to that. Um, if it's one thing I've noticed for sure, if, um, you know, similarity wise between a lot of people that I've met, you know, not only through these podcasts, but multiple other ways too, whether they're musicians or entrepreneurs nowadays, not many people just have one project, you know, it is a, a multiple, um, adverse thing that we do just not necessarily, I don't think because of like the, um, this, the stability of it, but more in the sense of just, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you've got the passion project and then you've got the money project. It's kind of finding that balance of the two and, and being able to find that energy to give to both of them to really have the best of both worlds, like we we're saying earlier. So I think that's really awesome. Totally. So, um, totally. so with the Patrick Howard Trampus band, then I know that they're, uh, they're modern country rock, yeah. uh, ish, a lot different <laughs> than pop punk. Totally. Um, so how did you how did you flow into them? How did you find them? So actually, I was playing uh, with another band, uh, Cherry Road, and those guys are killer too. Um, really good players. They're kind of more like a John Mayer style music. Check them out if you um, you know. Um, but like we were that. playing. We were playing uh, at Moonshine Beach in Pacific Beach for like a, they did like a battle of the bands and. At Soundcheck, you know, in the afternoon, uh, we were kind of watching some of the other bands, and this band comes in, and I'm just like, whoa, who are these guys, you know? <laughs> like, what are they doing at this contest, first of all? Um, and when they got on stage, it was just like, you know, they they grabbed you. You know, mm -hmm. they just, it was like, they were very professional, good, and I just, I was just like, really impressed, and uh, um you know, hanging out, hung out with him in the green room a little bit. And then uh, about a week later, I got a message um, from the singer saying, hey, uh, the guy who was playing drums is actually our guitar player. We need a drummer. Would you be interested? And and he's like, you know, we play, it, we play a ton of shows. They're more fun than you'll ever have. And they pay really well. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I've. I've actually always liked country, mm -hmm. um, you know, aside from a lot of the stereotypes that it comes with. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's evolving. It is evolving, country music, okay? Oh, for sure. For sure. I can <laughs> um, agree. And, uh, and I've always liked it. And so I was like, yeah, heck yeah. Um, and so I started playing with them, and he wasn't lying. You know, I had a month, I think, to learn over 100 songs. Damn. Uh, you know, we have four-hour sets typically. And... Um, um, we typically play at least four, you know, four to eight shows a month. So we play a lot and, and kind of tour around uh, California and Arizona. And um, so, yeah, it's it's it kind of took my playing to another level, too, because we run all our own sound. Okay. And, and what I noticed is my career has kind of gone in increments and without me even planning on doing so, you know, um, but each time I've gone on a new gig, I'll learn something new. And to me, it's like the universe will kind of set you up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to where you need to be. And so I've learned how to, you know, play live, something like that, to a click. 
which is a whole another world for mm-hmm. drummers. <laughs> and to be really the, the take the lead kind of on setting, you know, the tempos and make sure the band knows where we are and counting in and all that kind of good stuff. So it's been it's been really fun playing these shows. Um, but I've also learned a ton, you know. That's that's awesome. I think that's definitely something that's also very important with you know projects and and these other people and things that you integrate into your career. Um, you know, being able to have those <clears throat> those platforms to grow and knowing that you're going to get something out of it and it's not, it's not just something stagnant. Um, and, and speaking of that, so I'm actually kind of I'm very curious now when it comes to coming into a new band such as you know Patrick Howard and and having to learn all of these new songs uh, in such a short period of time what is it like being an artist to have that expectation like to be the new one in the band yeah it's it can be good and bad it um it's apparently very hard to find a drummer is what i'm told a consistent drummer that can play that can show up has a good attitude has all their own gear and transportation Mm -hmm. um so if you are a drummer listening to this like you know, listen, you have to up. Take it listen up. Like, <laughs> there's a reason I talk about it as a business all the time because, you know, it is. And mm. if you want a good gig, you know, you need to over deliver. And, um, and so part of that um, is, you know, doing stuff maybe outside of your comfort zone a bit. Like I was not 100% confident that I was going to nail this gig at by any means, you know, but mm. I put in the time and I just practiced these songs over and over and over and, you know, charted them out and, you know, got embarrassed on the gig. The first gig I did with them, got embarrassed, you know, had the guys saying stuff to me and, but you know what, just, I, I do my best to like bite my tongue <laughs> because I have been playing for, you know, I've been playing for 20 years. And so to get on a gig and have somebody telling you how to do your job, you know, sometimes it can, it can, it can be the reason a lot of bands don't last and why people don't last in bands. And, mm-hmm. and if you just remember that it's about the project um, and that when somebody's giving you criticism, it's about making the project better, you know, it helps. So, yeah. So I just, you know, a lot of my teachers always said like when they got on bigger and bigger gigs or they got asked to do something that they didn't know or weren't comfortable with, they just said yes. And then they, put in every hour they had to try to figure out how to make it happen. <laughs> no, completely. I think yeah. that's, that's great advice. Um, you know, that's something I try to do. It's one of those things where it's like, if you have that gut feeling that it's going to be a good opportunity, don't set aside the fact that you feel unprepared because if it's an opportunity worth it, you will figure it out. Totally. And you never feel ready. No. You know? No, no, God, no, no. no. <laughs> you will never no. be ready. If you think you're going to be ready, stop fooling yourself. Totally. Like, just do it. Like, just totally. jump. Like, there is no other time, better time than now. That is one thing I have learned, too. You know, you will miss opportunities if you feel like you have to wait for the right time to do things. And and that's not how it should be. Yep. You know? Well, let's talk about these opportunities. Totally. And, you know. Oh, go ahead, please. Sure, yeah. Oh yeah, so I mean, it's just kind of like you know, I've I did a stomp group, um, so I would we would perform in front of high schools, you know, the basketball court or whatever auditoriums full, but it was a little bit there was a lot less pressure on me, 
so doing shows that are that, you know, to that uh, size where it, you know, at a country show, it, I am really, it's all on me because if I mess up the time, these people are dancing to it and they know, you know, these tempos, yeah. you mess up, dude, you just, you might as well just run. <laughs> <laughs> But it's there's a lot of pressure on it, so it's like it's been really cool to like play for you know larger audiences and people that you know pay more attention because a lot of the shows in LA I was playing um, that was kind of something that wasn't as fulfilling for me because I felt like you know it's a different scene um, and while people are paying attention and having a good time, it's different you know it's like these people you know they know the songs. And when you when you nail them, everybody knows it, and everybody's kind of like celebrating that with you, you know. No, oh, for sure. No, that's awesome. I'm I'm sure just like the way you're expressing it, it sounds like a very rewarding, you know, moment, um, you know, in, in very many musicians' careers. I'm sure. Um, but you know, I want to transition a little bit to talking about this sure. book that you wrote. Um, so, you know, drum and grow rich, as far as I could tell, kind of by the concept, it's kind of like a get rich quick, but in the sense of like entrepreneurial steps with being a drummer, not necessarily actually like get rich quick, but kind of the, the tagline of it to kind of draw you in, in a sense. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Got to bait them in. So, so, so how did the idea of, you know, starting to write this book and just knowing that this was a direction that you wanted to go? Yeah. So that book, um, so I'm, I don't know how many people are or not, but the book was inspired by Think and Grow Rich, uh, which is written by Napoleon Hill. And when I read that book, it like opened so much possibility for me. It was the first kind of real exposure that I had had to um, to learning about like kind of real law of attraction kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, but with practical steps as well. Um, and at the time I wrote Drum and Grow Rich, I was actually working, um, for a, one of the top internet marketers, uh, in the world. And I was being exposed to guys like Frank Kern, the Wolf of Wall Street. Like I was meeting these monsters in internet marketing and, uh, and all the people that we worked with all of our clients, the thing was like, write a book. So I was like, if these people can do it. I can do it, right? And I had all the systems at my fingertips. I had all the resources Mm -hmm. that I would never have been able to afford otherwise. Um, And so I decided, you know, I'm going to write a book. And and when I wrote it, I was actually living in my trailer, basically like my motorhome. And uh, I was going through just a lot of rough stuff in life. and, um, And it was kind of me writing my future in a way where it was like, you know, it's, First of all, there's you have to define what being rich is for yourself. Um, I'm not a millionaire yet, you know. I will be, but it's like it's 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 not just monetary. Mm-hmm. I did want to be able to completely support myself playing drums, which I have accomplished, you know. But the whole point was just kind of realizing that you have, you know, the capability of deciding what you want, and as long as you believe it and st- like commit to it, then you can make it happen. And I really felt that 
um, as far as music goes, it to me seemed like such an impossible thing for myself and like all the musicians that I talked to had such like a limiting mindset around money mm-hmm. and it was really pissing me off how like places wanted to charge bands all this money to play for them, you mm-hmm. know, um, and just the lack of respect that I was experiencing as a musician from venues and um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of, uh, it was, it was important at the time for me to, to make those shifts in my own mind. And, and once I realized, um, the power in it, I wanted to, to share it with other musicians. So that's, that's beautiful, man. I mean, I definitely, I commend you a lot. It's, I know, even though you say it's, it was a lot easier to write a book than you thought it was, you know, I definitely, I, it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience, effort, resources, you know, and knowledge too, you know, knowing and being confident about what you are writing about. Um, and, you know, especially the simple fact that, you know, you're number one uh, selling book and everything and you got five right. stars on Amazon. I think that's also another beautiful accomplishment. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I can definitely tell uh, teaching and, and coaching is – even though you said it wasn't something you ever saw, it definitely is in your blood a little bit. Um, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, you've also, you know, you create a lot of blogs and content for your, you know, your website and your social medias and stuff too. I know it's, you, you started off not too long ago, but I can definitely see the increase in everything pretty quickly. And I'm very excited to, uh, to see the, the growth in that as well. Um, you know, and I definitely, if I played the drums, I would go get that book. I swear, but I'm, oh, gonna, I'm, gonna... I'm glad you said that though, because it's not just for drummers. I do kind of gear it towards drummers, um, as as far as the language, and there's some specific stuff to drummers, but it is it's for any musician and and really any artist because we all kind of face the same. A lot of it's the mindset, and mm-hmm. and uh, and. So it kind of addresses the same mindset blocks that we all have as artists. And it talks a little bit about sales and finding basically your confidence and importance and why it's important that that artists and musicians charge and, and, and put out that expectation for getting paid, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I so get that. I'll, I'll I'll send you one. I'll get yeah. that. Oh no. Okay. I definitely, I definitely, I'm definitely curious though. That is for sure. Um, but you don't have to send me. I'll definitely buy it. Like, let me, let me give you money. Let me invest. Well, you know, talking about preaching another thing, I mean, I, I, out of a world of drummers, the last thing I expect is someone to also, you know, create lucid meditation, EDM type music music, electronic music. Um, so how did you transition from drums into this world? Not just, we'll talk about the coaching in a second. Let's focus on the music itself. So, yeah, that's, so, uh, with, um, I'm going to tie it together, but with drum and grow rich, what I noticed was when I was sitting in that zone, um, all of a sudden the book just came to me and it's like, you know, if you are a musician or an artist, you know about being in that zone, right? In the zone where you're just, you're a channel and creativity just kind of flows through you. And that's exactly what I experienced when I wrote that book. And um, a couple years before, 
I had gotten really into meditation and um, the practices that I used completely changed like my energy and released a lot of those blocks and it and it really opened me up to like you know what a lot of people call the collective consciousness mm -hmm. to where I was able to access information that I didn't necessarily um, didn't necessarily come from me if you will mm -hmm. and just kind of get out of my own way so um, about I have I would have to look at the dates but pretty close to the same time uh, like within a couple years I did end up writing uh, a, a book uh, two books for lucid meditation as well and those were kind of because I had experienced such a massive shift through this practice that I just felt inspired to kind of share it with other people. Um, the music uh, came because I was teaching some uh, workshops and when I would try to find the right music, it's kind of like, you know, especially musicians, it's very hard, like whatever you're doing, there's there's the right music for the mood and, and then nothing else will work. And yeah. so when I was trying to teach these meditation classes, um, I just wasn't finding music that I felt like really helped raise the vibration in the way I needed it to. Mm -hmm. And I started to think like, well, maybe I can make my own. And I had never really spent that much time making electronic music. I never studied, I did study piano, but not much. It was like, um, uh, what do they call it? Music theory, like basic, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. enough to, to understand um, the chords and the progressions of like the, the pianos yeah, and everything. Yeah, exactly. But I was not like, I'm not, and I'm still not like a piano player, but for some reason when I got into the electronic music, I was able to just like zone in and make like these multi-dimensional tracks with like tons of layers. And, um, it was a really fun process and it was probably about like six months of me just completely immersed in making these. And, um, and it, and it was the first time, like, I felt really good about it because I felt like it's something that I had and I'd made on my own that I didn't have to rely on trying to get together with a band. And, you know, if I ever wanted to present it, I didn't need to organize it or book it somewhere else. And so it was, it was really rewarding. And, um, and still when I listen to it, it's been really healing for me. So it's like somebody else kind of created it and I can just enjoy it. <laughs> That's really cool. You know, that's awesome. Especially being an artist, you were just like, you know what? I can't find this music, so I'm just going to make it myself. Screw it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So when it comes to the, um, you know, the books and the guided meditation, I know that you have like a Patreon account and uh, that's how you kind of have your different packages set up for those who are interested in any of the guidance or workshops. Um, you know, you can find all this information on his, his handles. We'll link that at the end. Um, but, uh, what kind of like, how did you figure out what exactly you wanted to add into these type of services that you were offering people and how to kind of differentiate different levels of that? Yeah, definitely. So I wanted, so originally I was, uh, you know, doing just the workshops and stuff live. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was really fortunate to get into like some big, like spiritual centers and festivals and stuff. Um, and I never really considered, um, I never 
really considered trying to make it accessible to everybody. Um, people just had money for that kind of thing. And so I was able to charge premium rates. But when I started to try to launch Lucid Meditation online, I wanted to have an option for everybody to get a chance to use uh, to to use this stuff, mm -hmm. no matter what you can afford. Um, because I think, especially right now, it's really important for people to have a meditation practice. And some of the things that like were huge for me and that inspired me to create Lucid Meditation was that, uh, you know, I've always been kind of a spiritual searcher, I guess, if you will, seeker. And I've tried, you know, I've been to churches of many religions. I've been to their their, um, you know, their uh, ceremonies or whatever, you know, I've experienced their music and they're different. I've studied under different gurus and I've studied mm -hmm. a bunch of different kinds of meditations. And I hated the fact that most of them tell you that you have to go through somebody else to get a spiritual connection. So that was one of the big things for me, why I thought it was really important to share some of these techniques um, with people so that people can be empowered for themselves and get that spiritual connection without giving away, you know, to somebody else. And then, you know, um, sorry, we're going to ask something. No, it's okay. I was just going to okay. let you keep flowing. I was going to hold <laughs> it in. Don't worry. I can buy my tongue. <laughs> so that was kind of the big, uh, thing. The other thing was I wanted to make a meditation that was enjoyable um, when I very first started to learn meditation, I was like 16. And to be honest, it was because I, uh, I had gotten like arrested a bunch, you know, I was having drug and alcohol problems. Um, and I got kicked out of high school and I was introduced to this meditation book. And basically it was about clearing your mind and like focusing on your breath. Well, to me, that's like the most advanced kind of meditation it's like super challenging just to do that right mm -hmm. so part of the reason that lucid meditation is so effective is because one you can just you can just listen to the music and i have guided meditations and i have um, kind of like affirmational meditations so you can just listen if um if you're like super new to meditation um and then two i wanted it to be like really effective and the technique that i was using um, is a sound technique. So basically it's it's creating and using sound vibrations to clear your energy, um, which was appealing, obviously, as a musician, right? Yeah. <laughs> and because it was, like, effective. Like, I was getting super high from doing these meditations. And, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I'm sober now, and so it's like I didn't want to turn to something synthetic and to have found something that makes me feel that way it's actually good for me it was amazing so the the main goals of it is like easy effective <laughs> you know and um and fun so that's that's really really cool i mean again another thing i'm gonna have to you know look into of yours for sure i mean personally myself too you know i go back to when i was like 16 around that age when i really started developing these you know ideas of meditation and mindfulness and, and focusing on, on everything like that. And I definitely agree with you having that, that second person kind of takes away the effect of truly, you know, having that inner connection with yourself. Um, 
And I think that that's very beautiful that, you know, you offer something that's not only created, like, literally from yourself, like, from the beginning on in, the music, the meditations, like, the guidance, the workshops, everything. I mean, and also, like I've been mentioning before, you, you know, you do your content and your marketing for everything yourself, too. That's, that's really, really impressive, man. <laughs> I love you. that. I love that a lot. Yeah, I need to start. We were talking a little bit about the virtual assistants before yeah. we got on. I need to, I need to outsource. <laughs> I need to get better at outsourcing. I'm, like I said, workaholic and kind of a OCD. So, but. Well, I mean, it's yeah. it's hard when when you're an artist because you feel the need to watch the entire every single aspect of the project. I mean, get, I totally understand it. So it's really hard to hand it off to somebody else. But you know, knowing that you can find there are people out there who are just as you know talented and, and capable of fulfilling oh, sure. those roles. You know, and I but. I think that's beautiful, man. I love absolutely everything that you do. Um, you know, I know that normally I, like I was telling you before we got on here, I usually ask a lot of people about their, like, you know, their motivations and their inspirations to everything that they've done, but you've kind of had everything on the mark and you've inspired me more through this podcast oh. than I like, I expected this though. Like, like I told you oh, when I was you. like looking you up, I'm just like, man, I am so, so excited. You're, you're a really, really incredible person. I love everything you do. You know, I really hope that this podcast has reached out to a lot of people because it's definitely I mean like I said once once I go finish moving into my place I'm gonna need some new meditation like oh yes definitely <laughs> zen myself <laughs> out in my new place you know um definitely. so you know for the most part that's really all I have like question wise I really just kind of wanted to get you on here get to know you I definitely want to save some like nitty-gritty questions for next time around for sure um if you'd love to come back and um but Last question that I always have all my guests end off in is uh, I want you to leave one piece of advice for, for our guests here. Okay. Um, my one piece of advice would have to be um, to get the mindset first because nothing, no amount of skill and no amount of hard work, no amount of connections matters if you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't um, find, like you said, kind of your why, why are you doing what you're doing? Um, what's the deeper why? You know, it's great to have a nice house and a nice car, but what is it that drives you? When you, um, you figure that out, then you have kind of an endless supply of um, energy and drive, you know, so. For sure. No, I love that. I love that. Um, well, to, I want you to, to plug them all into all your different platforms. Um, so I don't want to mispronounce anything, but I want to make sure everybody can go find you and all your different things that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are looking for um, some help and on your music career, kind of getting, like I said, the mindset and then some action steps that you can take, um, you don't have to be a drummer. You can be any kind of musician, artist. You can go to uh, drumandgrowrich.com. There you can find the book and some other cool uh, stuff I have on there. If you are looking to get into some um, meditation, like I said, it doesn't matter if you've never meditated before. I make it really simple. If you have meditated, though, I'm going to take you super deep. So <laughs> um, go to 
right now I would say go to the um, Patreon page. Like I said, I have I have packages for for whether you can only afford five bucks a month, and they go up from there. Um, but there's there's tons of valuable uh, content on each of them that is it's really going to make it easy to meditate. So it'd be um, Patreon dot com slash lucid meditation um, and that's kind of where you can find me is lucid meditation now is on instagram and facebook um, through there you can also find um, if you want to get right now i'm offering uh, part of the reason because i knew i was coming on here if you want to get a free coaching session just to see if we're a match if i can help you um, i'm going to offer that because you know it's 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 a changing world, and uh, I really like to make sure that I can actually help somebody um, with whatever it is that you're looking for guidance and support on, whether it's business, um, kind of inner peace and spirituality, or your music business. So, and that you can do. Um, you can find if the best place to go for that is to the Lucid Meditation Now Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. with the now. So Lucid Meditation now on Instagram. On Instagram. Instagram. There you if go. If you're the guy with the Lucid Meditation, I will buy it off you. You're not <laughs> Let me have it. <laughs> Just do, yeah, don't don't worry about the now. Just cut the now off. Buy the other yeah. one. Like, <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. I've had an absolute blast. Like, I'm, I'm more than thrilled that we've got you on this podcast. I'm really excited to get you on here. And, like, we'll wait a few more months, obviously. Let the world kind of do its thing. Let us collect more, you know, stuff that we're doing but um you know definitely excited to have you on here in the future and again thank you for so much for coming on today thank you so much Paige, and uh definitely look at what all the stuff that Paige is doing because your photography is awesome thanks, man. and uh the podcast is awesome so thanks for what you're doing thanks man i appreciate you so much well you have a good rest of your night stay safe out there in the covid world and i will uh, i'll talk to you soon all right sounds good thanks bye man all right, we stopped the stream, so we're good. Bye. Okay, perfect. Why <laughs> me plugging your stuff at the, as well? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't mind it at all. Trust me, you are ha you're good. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I'm, anytime. I'm happy to come on. So uh, 